Hello and welcome to another edition of My Media Life, brought to you by the World Media Group. My name is Arif Durrani, and each edition we'll be talking to some of the most interesting and insightful media and marketing leaders from around the world, um, with some tips on careers and their advice to those starting out today. Uh, so do stay tuned. Uh, today, I'm really delighted to be joined by Nikki Owen, the Global Head of Marketing Initiatives and Advertising at Investment Bank Credit Suisse. Nikki, thanks so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. It's good to speak to you and see you again. It's been a while yeah, since we worked together. <laughs> it has been a while. Now, yeah, Nikki, you mentioned we've worked together. So you, you've actually worked with many of uh, the world's leading uh, international media brands. So uh, I know there's lots of people sort of really interested in your take on, on what the media industry uh, means to you today. So maybe if we could just start by um, saying a little bit about your career, what you're responsible for at Credit Suisse and, and how long you've been there. So I joined Credit Suisse, um, for those of you uh, that, that may not know, Credit Suisse is an international uh, investment and wealth management um, bank. Uh, we are headquartered in Zurich, but I'm based in London. Uh, but I look after the global marketing and advertising initiatives that we do across the bank. Uh, some of that covers uh, the brand itself, and some of that is to do with specific divisions. So, um, for example, we um, do partnerships uh, that may be around sustainability. Uh, we do uh, advertising around sustainability. We also do um, activity around investment bank, our securities research division and so on so it's quite a lot of variety within the role yeah and it's and it's a truly global remit as well isn't it your tentacles reach far and wide yes exactly so it's um it's, it's a fantastic opportunity to work with people and um, so i have colleagues who are based uh, predominantly in zurich london uh, poland and also new york but we work with global partners uh on uh content partnerships and like we said on, on advertising and those kind of things as well. And as an investment bank more than 160 years old we should say that um, sort of entrepreneurialism is at the heart of what Credit Suisse is about is that right? Yeah we were founded by uh, Alfred Escher who was um, himself a Swiss entrepreneur and that spirit kind of carries through I think well hopefully in, in terms of what we do. Uh, we also did uh, a lot of work in terms of how how big a part that plays within our brand. And we found that uh, the, the qualities of entrepreneurs are, um, are those that are shared by many of my colleagues and um, employees around the bank. Uh, we have about 50,000 employees uh, and also with our clients as well, many of them are entrepreneurs themselves. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Nikki. So, so to begin with the first official question, what does the media industry mean to you? The media industry is, I think, it's, it's a perfect combination to me. I, um, I was bullied a little bit at university into um, trying to have a career in accountancy. And I had placements in my um, long summer breaks at university in accountancy firms, which I did enjoy, but realised my heart wasn't really in it. And I think that the media industry is a perfect combination of creativity and bringing that um, that sense of kind of developing and creating, whether that's advertising or kind of plans or content, um, but also having then all the numbers as well. So to my mind, it was uh, more creative than accounting, um, accountancy, but it also had some of that kind of rigor and analytics. So to me, I think it's it's a 
fantastic industry to be in. I've worked uh, in the industry. I'm going to show my age now. I've been in the industry since 99, end of 97. So I'm coming up for 25 years and it's, it's evolving. So it's always changing, but at the heart of it is understanding people, understanding numbers and using numbers to tell stories storytelling itself um, and, and kind of just bringing that together in a, for me, I've always worked on international um, side. So being able to do that and understand different cultures, um, you know, and, and work with people from different cultures has been really stimulating. So I can't think of a better industry, um, regardless of what you're studying at university or if you're, you know, if you're kind of early in your career, there will be an opportunity within, within this industry for you to find something that you can be really passionate about. That's great. Thank you. Really positive. And so what's one piece of advice that has helped during your career, do you think? May I have more than one piece of advice yes. um, <laughs> over my career? Because it's my career has been quite long because um, of my age. Uh, then uh, there's been Not a few that things okay. that have stuck in my mind over the years. Um, I think as a, as a new starter, I remember uh, I started off at um, JWT, so J. Walter Thompson, um, which doesn't as a brand exist anymore. But um, i really wanted to work in uh in planning uh, that's how i started off as a as um a planner uh again because of that kind of i guess the the strategy and the creativity coming together so i i met and researched uh the industry when i was at university uh and my first boss um said you know always take the meeting notes so from day one, always take the meeting notes. And I think that was really helpful because if you don't have something to say, certainly starting out in your career, then you've got an excuse because you're writing. You can kind of clarify if someone's made a point. So, again, you just have a have a role to play within the meeting. And then you're then sending that to your clients afterwards. So, again, you have that contact. You start to build your relationship from day one. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important. And I say it to people in my team now, you know, always kind of they're very in some ways they might seem very dull but kind of contact reports and status notes and things are just just your way of keeping track of projects and keeping you at the heart of of keeping them managed so that was that was the first piece of advice that I think still holds true today as a woman I also had a really interesting piece of advice that was from a WACL event that I attended again fairly early on in my career and it was women in the media industry who've been very successful who were giving advice to other women and uh, one of the pieces of advice which sounds quite strange but I can't and I can't remember who it was who said it but it stuck with me was whistle so sometimes when if you get frustrated your throat closes up so if you're in an if you're maybe a bit on the back foot in a in a meeting or it's not going how you want it to or you're in a negotiation and it's, it's maybe getting a bit heated if you can breathe out or you know, even better go to the sort of leave the room and kind of have a good whistle, your throat opens up and you get your voice back. And if you get your voice back, you get your confidence back and you start to get your control back. And it, so it sounds a really, really simple, maybe very sort of silly piece of advice. But actually, yeah, again, it was one that really has stuck in my stuck in my mind um and then I guess another thing that someone said is kind of focus on your people skills you know if you if you have a client uh, or a colleague and you see something that you think might be of interest to them just just send it you know just just be helpful to people remember names smile have conversations and you know people do business with people and so actually again if if things are going well then that's great if they're not going so well if you've got a good strong relationship to base that um you know that that um 
negotiations on, then you will just be in a stronger position. So, so, so don't forget the soft skills. Yeah, that, that, all really good pieces of advice. The whistle one rings true. Voice coaches always talk about breathing, and I think it's your your whistling technique is it goes, sings to the same uh, piece actually, which is controlling your breath. Um, the making notes piece is really interesting. As a as, a, as someone who, who who grew up as a journalist writing notes, I, I was always amazed how much more as if you know if ever you want to know what's gone on at a conference talk to a reporter during the break time because actually the process of writing and listening intently really makes you understand and comprehend what's going on more than uh, passive listening for sure um that's really interesting thank you okay um the next question what's your favorite thing about your current job the variety i think the variety uh, i think i've got quite a low boredom threshold uh, just generally so I think having lots of variety and I think one of the things that I was worried about when I went from being agency side to client side was would I still get that variety obviously in an agency you're dealing with different accounts and so I worked across several accounts at the same time and so you kind of always having kind of variety and I think I was a little bit worried but I needn't have bothered I mean actually my days are very varied uh, and I think the other th the other thing that's really interesting is I don't know all the answers. So I'm always learning. I find it very interesting and it's lovely to be able to build and have a confidence that you certainly, you know, you know what you're doing, but at the same time to not be arrogant and think that you know all, everything. And so I think for me, having a stimulating place to work where I'm, you know, I have lots of different things each day, but also that I'm learning along the way from other people or from new situations or from the industry itself changing, you know, nothing stays still. So financial services industry is fascinating because it's on a on a on a huge journey. And and our organization is, you know, Credit Suisse has has been a, a place to, you know, it's changed, it's it's always kind of restructuring. And so nothing stays the same. So I think for me, that is really important, that sense of you know, lifelong learning, I guess. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a really good answer. Thank you. It rings true as well. I remember um uh, so a study we did with you around entrepreneurial mindsets actually found curiosity and openness to, to new ideas was right up there as, as a common trait among entrepreneurially minded successful people. Um, so it's something which you obviously uh, bring through to your own job, which is interesting. Okay, what's your personal secret talent? This is a tricky one. Uh... Because I think if you have a talent, then it tends to not be secret. But people see it, hopefully, <laughs> so it comes out there. However, I would say one thing is to celebrate success in others. So I like to think, I hope that I can not only celebrate success in my own career, but also celebrate it in others. I think if you have a generous spirit, then it pays back to you. So, you know, I take time to mentor people I take time to try and help understand the career path of others who are maybe at different stages in their career try and support others um, and it will always make me feel good as well so that investment in other people pays back and I think you know if you're kind and you are interested in others then also people tend to I think pay it back to you so I would hope that my talent maybe secret not so secret is it's that ability to celebrate success when you see it in other people and to try and stimulate that as well. And, you know, I mean, ultimately, I, I, I have worked in consultancy before and, you know, you learn as a consultant that you only have your own hours to sell. And actually, if you can uh, 
maximize and and kind of delegate and 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 share the workload with others then you suddenly you can you know exponentially sell lots of lots of, lots of hours so actually it's it's commercially important as well but i think personally i i feel it's really important to to yeah to 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 bring other people on i think and not just kind of yeah keep things to yourself yeah great and, and without paying back ethos in mind very much related to that what advice would you give to someone starting out in a career in marketing or media today i'd say don't be uh don't make preconceptions don't have preconceptions don't make decisions on something so i think you know you could have a really interesting sector or client that you're working with uh but the job might not be so interesting or the job might be really interesting in what you think is a is a dull sector i think one of the one of the biggest learnings that i made was don't have an excuse that oh it's okay for it's okay for them because they're in a really interesting industry or it's okay to them because they've got a really good job take ownership yourself and a, a great example of this was i worked on a project it, it was in consultancy that was with a company that manufactured concrete slabs mm -hmm. so not what would come to mind first when you're thinking about innovation projects Absolutely. it was an innovation it was an innovation task however they were probably one of the most open-minded forward-thinking organizations i'd ever worked with and so this whole idea about oh it's okay if you're in you know i don't know new drinks development or whatever actually don't don't take that you can't bring those skills and, and that knowledge into whatever you're working on so i'd say you know, be really open, open-minded. Don't close down industries that you, you know, or, or sectors that you think might be dull. Because actually, you can pr probably find something super interesting in whatever it is that you're doing, and and it might also be something that you hadn't thought of. And so again, going back to the point about learning, you can, you know, it, it just it just opens up the world to you rather than closing it down. Yeah, no, absolutely great advice. Uh, find the interesting um in in anything even the mundane one of my favorite projects had to do with soda car, uh, carbonate soda ash and it was just a really fascinating project from beginning to end um yeah really good answer thank you now okay looking at uh, thinking about the media itself and i know you've partnered with loads of uh, global mm -hmm. media brands in your time um where do you get your daily news from so i am a bit of a news junkie i guess and so i love uh you know I, in the morning i kind of switch on so I, I would have bbc news on um either the the news channel itself uh or uh, some kind of breakfast tv whilst we've kind of got the kids going getting them ready for school and things mm -hmm. uh so i kind of tend to sort of st steer to i guess bbc for news and channel four as well in the evening watch channel four news uh, in terms of uh other publications that are sort of slightly broader, I guess, current affairs, The Economist, definitely, Time, Financial Times as well. Um, and I've set up a lot of alerts. I think like everyone, we don't have enough hours in the day and it'd be lovely to just sit there and, and absorb news. Um, but I've sort of got, so I get alerts from Wall Street Journal, you know, the FT, um, moral money for me because I, I spend a lot of time on sustainability so moral money is a really good one for me um like wall street journal um get their marketing so again diff kind of picking different newsletters for different aspects of my role uh i think the uh i guess the the business um staples like cnbc and bloomberg uh, obviously kind of that's where, where we met but you know looking at those for kind of i guess the the ongoing and the real-time streaming also a lot of the i guess sort of the more 
in-depth programs. I listen to some of the CNBC podcasts and so on. Um, if I'm doing my gardening, I tend to put a podcast on whilst I'm doing um, doing my kind of relaxing things. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so I guess it's kind of comes from, it's, it's, it's having to be broad, but also curated because I just don't have the time to, to be scrolling through all the things. I tend to need to cut to the headlines and then dive into things where I'm, a bit more interested so there's lots of lots of alerts set up um across all my things to try and manage that yeah really good international media mix there and mainly digital media i, I guess are there any hard copies there uh, yeah well my sunday times so sunday times is my ritual so i make a proper as a northerner i have to kind of drink lots of cups of tea or i fall over so i have a big pot of tea on a sunday and sit there and cover to cover and my children know not to disturb me whilst I'm reading the Sunday Times it's, and it's really my husband finds me he just finds it very strange that I have the paper version of it it's delivered to the house but yeah. uh, he keeps saying like you know just do it on your iPad but it's not the same it has to be laid out on the table with my tea and um, it, and it has been I've done that for, for many years and I just I find it's a really good roundup of lifestyle recipes through to business through to investments etc so yeah so the kind of Sunday times is probably the the most enjoyable out of everything that I do also the other the other um place that I go to which I put in my diary actually is Harvard Business Review so every month I will have a coffee um and have a look on it I, I, every single time I go on it, I find something that I can learn and apply, which which is quite rare, I think, these days. Yeah. So, yeah, so Harvard Business Review is probably another one that career wise and also just in terms of people management and so on, I find really helpful. Yeah, it's really interesting. Thank you. I know lots of people with uh, similar Sunday Times habit as well. So it's still going strong. It gets the, the pace right, doesn't it, for the end of the week or the beginning of the week, depending mm. on how you view these things. <laughs> OK, um, and related to that, which which media brands are most important to you? I guess this question is it opens up to more of a lifestyle um, side of things if you if you have them. But maybe the Sunday Times is your answer to that. Yeah, like I say, I think Sunday Times, uh, the Harvard Business Review, the, uh, I guess, the BBC and, you know, and Netflix, I guess, you know, sort of certainly over the last few years, you know, if I, you know, I think the ability to watch whenever also, you know, fits into lifestyles. I have to say, I think with, um, you know, the last couple of years, interestingly, even though being from home, working from home, you you work certainly work far more hours so I think being able to kind of watch where and when just to get a bit of relaxation um also become you know it, it is it, you know, it seems frivolous but it, it is actually a really important part of just that kind of disconnection from um from your work in the evenings uh, and then obviously social media so LinkedIn I'm on uh, you know daily um and uh I'd like to think that my Instagram is um small habit but I think I kind of I think I guess I'm also kind of looking on there which again tends to just be more retail therapy let's put it that way and inspiration <laughs> yeah okay and actually one question which isn't scripted but um seeing as we have you um obviously this is um recorded for the world media group um when you're partnering with media brands what do mm. you look for in a partner uh, I guess there's it, it go it goes through phases. So certainly in terms of the the pitch process and uh, uh, having a what I really hate 
and I won't name any names, and it doesn't really happen so much these days, but there used to be a tendency where I felt that some pictures were ideas that people had had in the bottom drawer and then they were pulled out and just like insert name here. I mean, I've even seen it where UBS is our great rival. I've seen it, you know, oh, you, this, we could do this for UBS. And you go, well, that's interesting because we're Credit Suisse. Uh, so, you know, those sorts of things where um, it's just a bit of laziness. And, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I, I know that we all can kind of fall back and some, sometimes ideas can still be good and they might be better at a certain point in time or for a certain client. I mm -hmm. kind of get that, but I do, I do like to have some sense of thought and, and, and so on. I think, you know, some kind of insight or something, I, I try and put a lot of effort into briefings personally. I think it's really important to give a good briefing. Yeah. I love it when, when someone presents something back and they give you a slightly different take on it, or they've really thought about the issue and pushed it on. So that kind of, either originality of thought or a slightly different angle uh, and a, a maybe a slight challenge is, is really important in the briefing stage and kind of to win the work. And then when you're actually working on a project, I cannot emphasize enough the project management skills. It's no good having fantastic things being produced if it's just chaotic. Uh, and certainly I've learned, I think I've learned this much more now that I'm on the client side that mm -hmm. things like compliance and me internally having to sell into my stakeholders is so much easier if you've got good project management and I have to say all the you know and I've worked with we work with CNBC we've worked with Bloomberg um, Financial Times everyone's been really great at that and it makes a project which can be quite a long project you know mm. and quite complicated mm. so much easier yeah um, that, that project management role is really interesting isn't it because obviously in in newsrooms, on um, the journalist side, you don't have those project manager roles and, and, and broadcast, it, it would traditionally be producer role or, or, oh. or the editor. But actually, increasingly, I think in the agencies and in-house studios, that project manager role, which goes across everything and is very much client facing, is, is so important to success when you have so many moving pieces in these uh, larger partnerships. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It shouldn't be underestimated. I think it sometimes can be easy to sort of think that those admin side is, again, sort of the less important part of um, of something. You know, obviously you've got, you know, you want to have great quality, if you're doing a content partnership, great quality content and, you know, high production values and so on. But if you don't have any of the, the rest of it, it's much harder to, mm -hmm. to, to get to that point or just so much more painful. And actually, if you work with someone, again, going back to the whole idea about relationship building, if you, you know, I think being open, I'm, I'm very always very open to having feedback on myself on how we can make things better on our side. What could be, how can we, how can we get to a better output? So again, at the end of every project, do a, a wash up session where everyone has the same voice in the room, um, you know, to say, actually, you know, it would have been much more helpful if we'd have known up front that you had this compliance process and we could build that in and, you know, that's good for me to learn. So, you know, I think that that, that open conversation is 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 critical yeah great well you've made lots of project uh, managers happy now so <laughs> what a smile to their faces um now outside of the office how do you switch off nikki i i probably switch attention more than switch off i think i again kind of going back i kind of get bored quite quickly i think um someone once said to me that there are two types of people in this world people who relax by sitting down like you know or kind of lying down on a sunbed and you know um reading a book or kind of just sort of pa being passive or you can relax through movement and i definitely find sort of meditation through movement so things like uh gardening or hiking walking uh also Pilates and stuff like that actually I very much relax by doing something so I 
get in the moment then if I sit down I start looking around and thinking oh I should probably be doing something else so yeah definitely that kind of idea about meditation through movement for me and getting outside getting getting fresh air is really really important yeah great and finally who or what inspires you I find inspiration in lots of different places I, I find I found the way that I had some medical issues um last year um from COVID and I was so humbled and inspired by the medical people um, that I interacted with last year. I found their patience and their grace under pressure really made me think about when I'm having a kind of, you know, slight tantrum moment. So I think I find it very inspiring to see others who are really good at their job and they do it in a way where you just think, actually, that's, that's really, you know, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, So I find, you know, I find inspiration in sort of in, in people's, sort of how, how selfless they are in those kind of careers. Uh, I also find inspiration from people who, I guess they're, they, they're visionaries. So again, because I do a lot of, uh, you know, in, in holidays and things, go to places like the Lake District or, um, you know, kind of outdoors, um, people like Octavia Hill. So Octavia Hill was one of the founders of, she founded the National Trust um, along with a couple of other people in 18... 18- 95 I think it was uh, and she had this um, quote which is the need of quiet the need of air um, the sight of sky and things growing is basically a kind of human need and that idea about you know getting fresh air and particularly in those days um, you know was was that foresight and that understanding that this is what human this is what humans need to kind of really thrive I find that really I still find that really inspirational today and you know, I kind of think every time I kind of go somewhere I think that that you know someone in 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 had that vision and and also set that emotion so that there are places that we can go to to get that um still today and that carries on um is I, I just think is is extraordinary um I'm inspired by uh we do work with One Young World and Kate Robertson um she is from our industry she was one of the founders of um, One Young World, which is uh, an, uh, an organisation for predominantly for people under 30s, basically for young leaders to get together. There's a, an annual summit every year. We send a delegation from Credit Suisse and lots of other organisations send them and people, we, people get sponsored as well. And the, I just I find her energy, her again, her vision. Her, her desire to bring change in the world and to understand that again that human nature kind of using social media and kind of bringing people together um I, I I just find her fantastic and and I can't wait to attend the summit again this year and it's in Manchester this year in September um so I'm really looking forward to that and then I think just one little sort of again one little sort of personal um story was I, I love the idea of of mini adventures you know kind of I know that we're all supposed to have grand plans and grand adventures and life gets in the way and I find you know I've I've got children I work full-time you know I try and keep up with friends try and keep up with family and certainly over the last few years as well it's kind of been increasingly challenging to to just do all those things and so I've kind of given up the idea of having like a massive big vision if it comes it'll come but I think this idea about we can all have like little adventures in our life uh, is something that I find really inspiring and I we went one one weekend and we hired a, a boat on the Thames and we were sailing up the Thames towards Windsor and at one of these locks you can all kind of come together so there's all these and these very big boats and and you know like lots of these kind of lovely leisure cruises and things and uh, we were tied up alongside this 
very small wooden boat. It got a little tiny cabin on it. Everything on it was green, bright green. The whole lot had been painted green and it was called Sprout. And we were chatting to the guy and it was this, this, this sort of quite um, elderly gentleman on it. And he said that he'd retired and I think his wife had passed away. And he decided that he needed to have an adventure in life. So he bought this boat that was cheap, which is why I painted it all green, because it obviously needed kind of loads of work. And he just thought it was easier to just coat it all in, in a thick layer of paint. And uh, he was sailing. He'd, he'd navigated from the source of the Thames out to the mouth of the Thames and was going back up again. And he was stopping and kind of going along and seeing whatever life brings on, on the way. And I just thought that is amazing. It doesn't it's not grand plan. It's not impacting anyone else but he's doing something and having uh you know an incredible adventure along the way and I said so to me I and it's really so one day I kind of want to sprout and I sort of sometimes if I'm having a bad day I kind of think actually that is achievable that's something that I can do so um yeah so if we next talk and I'm on a little green boat somewhere then you'll know I've managed to make it happen but yeah I think you can find inspiration in lots of different places whether that's people or situations or sometimes just a conversation as well but um yeah I hope that's not great, to that sense. after the past two years we've all had I, I love all three of those yeah, we all need a sprout we need yeah, a sprout need... in life to escape a little bit so uh, yeah I have no doubt you'll have a sprout moment <laughs> at some point <laughs> thanks so much for your time it's been lovely to talk to you again and uh, it's a pleasure Thank you, Nikki Owen from Credit Suisse. Some really interesting and relatable insights. I hope you agree. Uh, whatever stage of a career you're at in the media marketing industry, I hope there was something in that for you. Um, if you'd like to find out more about the World Media Group or indeed my media life, have a look online, worldmediagroup.com or get in touch with the Chief Executive, Belinda Barker. Until the next time, do take care. Thank you. Thank you.